Welcome back to Jack Greywald's Tiger Time. We do it all for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Time to cross back to the Richmond Hub where you've got a very special guest with you, Jack. Yes, Sam. Thank you, mate. I uh, Well, I'm very lucky to be joined by um, one of the most esteemed uh, Richmond men uh, in our organisation. Uh, I think he's held up there probably even in the AFL organisation, uh, players and, and all parts of the AFL industry, this man is held in very high regard. Basher, welcome to Tiger Time. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thanks for the uh, the humble uh, introduction, my friend. Oh, well, <laughs> well, let's start things off. In, um, you, you didn't come up in the original hub uh, and, and there's a few reasons for, for why you stayed back. Your mum, who, who tested positive to, to COVID, um, just give us a bit of an update on how she's going. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, she's a strong lady, Jack. Yep. To be quite honest, I mean, obviously there's been a power of work from you know a great team that took care of her, but naturally she's uh, she's a village girl, and then you know the village girls back in the olden days they're they're very strong, and even when they're sick, they 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 tell you that they're not sick, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with them, and that was the situation with her when she first. Um, uh, got sick and you know obviously she brushed it off as normal but um, you know she first went to hospital um, uh, through uh, through a, a fall that she obviously she she, she fell um, she hurt her uh, ribs um, so she she went to hospital first to get uh, x-rays and that and then uh, uh, and then got the tests while she was there because there was a few family members that um, you know had been in contact with um, you know people that were that had that were test positive um, and then, yeah, she just went downhill really quick um, from that. Uh, and uh, she was the only family member that kind of um, suffered the, the bad end of, of COVID. Everyone else was, was pretty good. It was uh, very minimal to, to no symptoms at all. Uh, but she's good. She's been at home now for a week. She's absolutely wrapped. Um, you know, she was struggling for a good period after she, she came out of intensive care. And um, she just wanted to go home. And the reality, she's a lady that's always around people, big community, big family. So she truly missed that. Uh, uh, but she's doing really well and very happy at home now. Well, I'm great. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely rapt to hear that. And, and the, uh, the the more positive side to, to why you weren't up here is obviously the birth of your son, Muhammad. Mm. How's little Mo going? He's uh, he's up here in the hub um, with, your, with your two girls as well. Mm. Uh, he's traveling along nicely. Yeah, well, I think so. He's uh, he's sleeping pretty well. well yep. I, don't, I don't really know. I'm in the other room at the moment. Yeah. Oh, so so what's the room setup? You, well, Ruba's well, in the other room with Muhammad. Ruba's, yeah, Ruba's just the most unselfish person in the world. She's she's always thinking about my preparation and uh, you know about me. But uh, uh, you know, she just said, "Look, well, why should we both miss out on quality sleep?" Uh, you know, we're up here for your, um, you know, for football, and that's that's what we're up here for. And you know, it's important that you get the the right rest and stuff like that. But I th- from all reports, um, as of late, she's uh, he's he's sleeping through, which is great. I think one feed throughout the night. Um, but yeah, she's started to get some some good rest now. And speaking of quality sleep, I've been getting plenty of that on my Regal mattress here. You actually <laughs> just sat long, on mate. you just sat on it before. <laughs> no, what did you think? It was pretty nice, that wasn't it? Hey, I noticed the difference straight away as soon as I jumped on that bed. So um, yeah, no, good good work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Now we, we were both drafted along with Shane Edwards and um, and a few other Richmond players um, at the end of 2006. You were drafted to Essendon. Um, Early second round or late first round? I'm trying 42 to think. or 43, I think. Okay, so, so sort of sec- second round draft pick. You've come from the Western Jets. Now, the stories I always hear, and I didn't have a lot to do with Melbourne football, but Western, Western Jets part of the TAC Cup program. Shane Edwards tells this story a little bit better than I do, I do, but there was always a myth about this kid called Basher. 
who had a beard at the age of 16, went around kicking 15 in uh, in local footy. Is is that true? Have you always been a little bit like? Because you you're probably like, you've got a very good beard. You're very well built. Have you always been a bit bigger than other people? Because I want to I want to put an end to these rumours and see whether they're true or not. Were you an absolute machine when you were 14 years of age? Well, I'm not going to say I was an absolute machine, but what I'll I'll give you some basic stats, and obviously there's all facts of these and uh, truth to it. But um, my first shave was at the age at the age of 11, which I <laughs> shared the age with the of 11. The other day. <laughs> 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 I was kind of forcing it. Well, I needed the shave, so um, and uh, I, I was fully grown by the age of 14. So yeah. I was this big, which is not really big, but in comparison to a 14 year old, it was I was pretty big as a 14 year old, and uh, and yeah, I just roamed around kicking a lot of goals and um i remember one year on the on the 14s i kicked um uh, 39 goals in two games <laughs> to bring up my 100th game 100th goal so 12 games i kicked 102 goals uh, which was very uh very fun um it's obviously were you uh, playing center half forward or were you playing at half back ruck uh and then last quarter i'd go and just top up the goals and um, i remember one game kicked 10 goals in the last quarter just to to bring up my 100th goal so it's a bit of fun and i think obviously the, the days have changed and i'm lucky to kick one goal a year these days <laughs> well i do want to go back to a game where you did kick a very very infamous goal and, and start to talk about your footy from here 2017 grand final um in my eyes absolutely stooged of the norm smith medal mate but like 2017, could you imagine a rise back from, from where we were at 2016 to, to obviously then play in the grand final, win it, and for yourself to perform as well as you did, could it have gone any better for you, do you reckon? No, absolutely not. And I'll, you know, obviously, uh, you know, considering where I was in 2016, I mean, the whole club itself was, uh, you know, obviously left with a few question marks and where we're heading. And for me personally, I was almost, you know, is it, am I done? Am I? Do I really want to continue? I just wasn't enjoying my football off the, off the back of that season. I, I, I suffered a, a wrist injury that put me out for about 12 or 13 games as well. So things weren't going too well. So to bounce back and to see the culture change at the football club and then you know finally just really enjoying the environment of football um, and, 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 and turning up to the football club and really wanting to be there as opposed to having to be there. Um, you know, it was no coincidence that, you know, we, we, we excelled that year and things started to, you know, to, to gel really well. And, you know, for us, we we played um, majority of that season free uh, with, with full of enjoyment. Um, and, you know, obviously there's nothing to lose. And that's, I think that's the way our approach was into, was into that final series. And, um, you know, for us, we were always seen as the underdogs and just go out and play and have fun and put a smile on our face. And one memorable moment from that grand final was uh, you know the the team photo, mate. It's if you look at the team it's photo, a ripper, isn't it's, it? a, it's a ripper. It's one that you will remember uh, for the rest of your life. We've, it's full of smiles and you know just that young kid, as a young kid, just out there, just wanting to have fun and, and full full of excitement. And uh, like moving on from from 2017, and, and like I said, you're um, absolutely stiff not to to win the Norm Smith medal. Um, I think they might have given it to Dusty just because oh well, it's Dusty. <laughs> He's won everything else. Why not? 2018 Australian. Uh, no, 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 sorry, 2019 All Australian in in a premiership year. Do you think last year was was your best year of footy or your most consistent year of footy that you, you've put on the park over well now 14 years of football? Mm. Yeah, I think it was. Obviously, the you know the uh, the, the kind of the um, you know the uh, announcement of the obviously All Australian probably states that. But I feel like my whole career has it's generally been pretty consistent. I, you know, I haven't really 
dominated the competition or um, or had a really really bad year uh, apart from those years that I, I was out for a period of time with injury but I feel like I've my career I, I'd like to call myself that I've, I've I kind of played consistent football uh, and then 2019 was just just the year of um, I was just fully relaxed my friend I just uh, you know I just wanted to I kind of like did, tw- did, did 2017 complete you a little bit then then this is sort of there was sort of now it's a bit of the icing on, on yeah. top of the cake. Is that what you're sort of Absolutely. getting at? And after 2017, it was just purely just whatever comes is a bonus. And that's how I, I approached 2018. And then I obviously, obviously suffered you know, a groin injury in, in 18. With, I missed out on 10 or 11 games. So that was kind of interrupted. But 19, I missed three games through a hemi. Uh, but I, 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 you know, I had a really good preseason. Um, and then obviously the games leading up to, to, the, to round one, I just felt really confident. Um, and I, I think I think I'm a confidence player, and probably most players are out there. Um, I just I just felt like I, I I grew stronger and more confident and more relaxed uh, approaching my football. And this year, mate, you you obviously we've documented that you stayed in Melbourne um, mm. and missed the first half and missed a, a, a big chunk of games. How have you felt that you've come back into the side? Has it been hard to adjust to, to coming back in, or have you sort of just been wanting, just chomping at the bit to get up here and get going? That it's come in and you just all guns are blazing. Yeah, look, to, to be honest, having those, those weeks off is a blessing for me. Um, it's actually made me appreciate football so much. You know, at times you, you go through the season and, you know, you go through hiccups and, and you question yourself, is it, is, do I want to keep doing this? Um, so I was questioning myself throughout uh, times throughout this year. Um, but having that five or six weeks off made me really appreciate the game uh, and I really missed it. And I was willing to do whatever it takes to get up here and contribute and, and, and come back and play the game that I love. And I'm actually enjoying my football, Jack. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm 32, but um, you know, I'm really enjoying my football and I feel like I've got so much more to offer. Um, you know, coming back straight back into the team and uh, playing some, some consistent football and uh, trying to contribute to, to, to our performances. Um, so I'm really, yeah, really grateful for this and uh, I definitely uh, still enjoy my football. I want to change tact a little bit to, to the off-field part of your life, which is... It's obviously a massive, massive part of life. Your religion and your ability to set up the, the Bashir Hawley Foundation, who um, are, are, are partnered with Swinburne, the major partner of, of Tiger Time. What's uh, what? What is Swinburne doing for for Bashir Hawley Foundation? Yeah, well, um, they're obviously evaluating all our programs. So um, you know, obviously, government who uh, heavily support our programs want um, reports of how the programs are going. Uh, and there's none better than Swinburne. You know, they're they're doing some great evaluations and. Uh, Giving, uh, giving obviously the right people the right information, um, and uh, yeah, they're valuing all all our programs. It's been a bit of a challenge this year, obviously, with a lot of online programs. Uh, but the reality is, we've got to keep keep going and keep um, you know keep these young men and women uh, in good stead, uh, even though it's not face to face. But uh, running leadership sessions is very important. So they're evaluating our programs and giving uh, giving us the right feedback, and um, you know, obviously. We've got to keep these programs going. And the foundation's taken kids and young Muslim kids all over the world and given them some amazing experiences. And one that I love hearing about is taking kids to, or taking people to, to uh, the Middle East yeah. um, and um, also going to Mecca. Mm. For, for There's a lot of people out there that are listening that aren't Muslim and, mm. and would, would have heard of Mecca, but what's that? The pilgrimage to Mecca, what does it actually entail in a sort of layman's view? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it, it's, it is for you. It's the, the most special is, place yeah. in the world, isn't it? It definitely is. And it's, it's always a hard one to explain. 
it is one of the five pillars that we the fund fundamentals of islam uh it is the fifth pillar so not necessarily the the least important of the five pillars but it's the one that you've got exemptions if you can't fulfill that you know being that because it costs money it costs like probably 10 or 12 grand to go and visit um you know for hotels and accommodation that so not everyone can afford that so it's kind of you're exempted if you can't afford it you know and if you're you know ill you don't have to go exempted uh, as opposed to prayer, prayer you, sh you should never neglect your five daily prayers, and uh, there's no really excuse unless you're on your de deathbed, uh, God forbid. But um, for me, it is a special time. Mate. It's uh, it's a time where everyone is doing the exact same thing, and there for the same purpose, and that is to worship, worship God and using that time of the year just to wind down and reflect on their on their day to day life, and you know, just it's it's like a take a step back and. Um, and and try to um, revisit what your true purpose in life is. And you look around, and you know everyone's in the same clothing. You know, regardless of how rich you are, how poor, you will not know the difference between one person to the other. You might be standing right beside someone in prayer, who's worth forty billion dollars, or you might be standing someone right next to you that's got no money at all, but they've all got a smile on their face, a sign of you know that everyone's humble and uh, there for the same purpose. So, you know, uh, for me, it's just winding down. And uh, and really just sharing some some time with my own self, I guess. Yeah, it's a um, it's a very reflective piece and something that I think. Whilst there's a lot of people in this football football club, sorry, that that aren't Muslim, I think what you've done, mate, and and how you've rubbed off on people here has has had a big part to do with with this culture. Uh, well, there you go, Sammy Basha Hawley in a nutshell. Bash, thanks for joining us, mate, here on Tiger Time. We really appreciate it and. Uh, Good luck for the back end of the season. I'm excited to have you back up here in the hub, mate, and you're playing great footy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There you go, Sammy. Magnificent stuff, Jack, from you and from Basher, the All-Australian and two-time Premiership player, a very special guest on Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Stick around. Plenty more to come, including the Premiership Ruckman himself, Sean Grigg, ahead of the Tigers' big clash with Geelong.